Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Paris. Hey everyone, it's Paris. We are back with another episode. Excited for today's guest, the iconic Jonathan Bennett. Hi, Jonathan. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm I'm just so happy to be here with you two, two of my favorites in, in the business, in one room, on one couch. I mean, life can't get any better. Well, I'm so happy that you're here and congratulations on Thank your you. wedding. Thank you. I'm a married man now. How does it feel? Um, well, we, we, we poop with the door open now. That's pretty much the uh, biggest thing that has changed in our relationship. It's like once you're married, like all privacy just goes away. You're you like really... the dog runs in. You're like, babe, what are you doing? The dog's like in the bathroom. I'm like, come and get him out of here. Like just it, you become like that married couple overnight. That happened to you, Paris? No. I've never done that, that thing uh, in my life. Like, not I'm, even with the door open, just in general. Boys do it. Yes. But it just comes out in a bag and it's thrown away. Okay? It's like, uh, it just comes out automatically. Oh, what a hot start to this episode. Yes, a hot huh? start. But, but married life is fun. I love it. It's, it's fun because you're relaxed into it, right? You're like, all of a sudden, you just like relax into your relationship. Like, okay, this is it. This is... No matter what happens, this is us. And so it's like you you handle problems differently. You approach things differently. It's like there's no like bail button. You're not going to like bail on this. You're just in it for the win it, you know? Mm. It's nice. It this is a good feeling. You just feel like safe mm -hmm. at home. Like you don't need to like run around anymore and look around because no. you have what you love. And and it's just it's dope. you know that no matter what happens, you have someone to tackle it with. Like no matter what happens in your life, like this person's going to go through that fire with me, whatever it is. Yeah, how did you and James meet? We met, he interviewed me for his show, Celebrity Page. So I went to The Grove to get interviewed. I was promoting Halloween Wars on Food Network, and it was a Halloween pumpkin carving. He actually tried to get out of the interview, right? He tried to get out of it because he he had never seen Mean Girls and was like always trying to get out of the interviews. He's like, I don't want to have to go to The Grove early in the morning and like interview this guy from Mean Girls. And his best friend, Marie, was there, and she goes, who is it? And he goes, Aaron Samuels. She goes, oh my God, I have to get a video for October 3rd. You have to do the interview. So she like made him <laughs> go to the interview and he was trying to get out of the whole time. And he goes, he goes, fine, you can go, but you have to pretend to be my assistant. She goes, fine, I'll go. 
So they go to the interview. I'm walking in. I see a guy setting up and like going over like a script. And I turn to my publicist and I go, who is that? He goes, that's the host. And I was like, oh my God, he's so hot. Is he gay? And he goes, I don't know. I'm like, look him up, look him up. So my publicist <laughs> looks him up on Instagram and, publicist do. and says LGBTQ plus. He goes, yeah, he's gay. I go, oh my God, I got to go fix my hair. And I run to the bathroom and my publicist goes, you were going to go on national television without looking at your hair, but because the host is cute, you want to make sure it's fine. I'm like, obviously. Yes. And then I walk out of the bathroom. His producer is standing there and he, and I ask her, I go, am I about to meet my future husband? And she goes, I think so. Literally, I said those words to her as I like exited the bathroom, checking my hair. Aww. And we met and like instantly just had a connection from the moment we met. We were like two 13 year old girls that couldn't like talk to each other. It was just like giddy. Like I was just giddy around him. He said he was giddy once we like touched each other because we went to take a snapshot because we all have one as if you're gay, you have one common friend that everyone has in common. And that is Lance Bass. Cause he's our leader. Yeah. So we were both like, Oh, you know, Lance, I know Lance. Like we both love Lance Bass. We're like, let's take a picture and send it to him. And as we like touched each other to take the selfie, he was like, there was a spark. And yes. right from that moment, it was over. Electric like it was done. Sparks. Yeah. Did you have sparks? Yes. With like, Carter. you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Like the 13 year old little girl, yeah. like that vibe. And you're just like freaking out and you feel these electricity sparks and you kiss and you're like, touch or hug i don't know no and it's you, a thing yes and you feel we didn't kiss that moment we i went home <laughs> and left but here's the thing i went home and i go can i get your number he said you better so i i got his number and we left and my publicist goes okay for three days you can't call him you came on way too strong way too strong i'm like obviously i got you fam i'm not gonna call him <laughs> i get out of the car i pick up my phone i immediately call him and i'm like is it weird if i wanted to come back and kiss you right now he goes, no. I go, good, because I'm already driving. <laughs> I got in the car, was driving back to the Grove. I was like, we just have to kiss and see if this is what I think it is. So we meet in the farmer's market park, parking lot, right by that little fruit and vegetable stand. Like, he's standing there. I'm, I walk up to him. I go, should we just do it? And he goes, yeah. So we just kiss right there. Just Aww. like kiss. And when it happens, it's like the notebook with Nicholas Sparks. Like doves come out of nowhere. There's like a guy in a canoe comes by. <laughs> There's like birds. It starts raining out of nowhere. We're like soaking wet. Like I'm Rachel McAdams. Like we're making out and I'm like, oh my God, this is love. And then all of, all of it goes away and we go, okay, dinner tonight. He goes, yeah, great. And we went on our first date at Barney's Beanery in Santa Monica and had turkey sandwiches because we were afraid to kiss each other with onion breath. So we had mm -hmm. plain turkey sandwiches. And then we sat on the beach for six hours and talked and like that was done. Aww. Wow. I've been to the Grove. I've never seen doves. You might be confusing uh, it for like a car accident and someone chasing some shoplifters. But isn't the Grove a funny place too? Like, we, I mean, I've been going there for what, 20 years and it's the place where if you're going on a first date, you never want to take someone because you will run into someone you yes. don't want to yeah. run into at the Grove if you're on a date every single yeah. time. Like a great it's just gonna be all, yeah. So we're go to the Grove, be awkward, run into your ex. Yeah, the run in, always, <laughs> always. And like the best hookup I ever had in LA, no matter what it was, like you know, cool like VIP things you'd get to go to as being an actor. The one thing that I was so proud of is I knew the hostess at the Cheesecake Factory. And so when you would go on a Friday night and you wanted to eat and there was like two and a half hour wait, I'm like, I got this. And I'd go in and be like, hey, it's me. And she goes, hold on. And she'd hand me a buzzer and then she'd buzz it. And she'd be like, okay, your table's ready. I'm like, yay. And they're like, that's the poll that I was so proud of having yes. is the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove. Congratulations. That's really, you've made it. I've made it. <laughs> Wait, I do want I don't want to not acknowledge Let's this. Talk. Did Let's James ask you about October 3rd. Did he ever do that for his producer? No, but I did the video for his best friend and then I was pissed because I called my agent and I was yell not yelling, but I was so upset because I was like, <laughs> wait, this guy has some show called Celebrity Page and he has an assistant. I'm like, I have seven shows on Food Network. Cake Wars, Cupcake Wars, Cupcake Wars Kids, Holiday Wars, Halloween Wars. I'm like, I have every war that has ever been made on, on Food Network and I don't have an assistant. He gets an assistant? But come to find out it wasn't a real assistant. It was just yeah. a fake best friend. So, But we did take the video for her and she did post it. So does that ever get, does the Mean Girls thing ever get old? Be honest. No. You want to say yes. Does that like does do you, like you have things that you've done in your career that like launched you into superstardom? Like that's hot. Things like that. Does it ever get boring to you or sick of it? No, no right? It's iconic. But Paris, it's iconic. But Paris is different. <laughs> don't you. don't agree with Paris but, if that's not how you feel. No, but here's why. I think there's a special thing, and I think what is so great about Paris Hilton is what 
you lean into the things that made you who you are, right? Because people love it and it makes them so happy. And I think with Mean Girls, here's the story with Mean Girls. Like my, my, for a few years after it came out, I did get a little like, eh, I don't want to be like, everyone's associating me as Aaron Samuels. But then a couple different like old school actors that I've worked with said something to me that kind of changed my mind. He goes, kid, everyone doesn't get a Mean Girls. You got a Mean Girls. Don't mm-hmm. shy away from it. Like every actor doesn't get that blessing of like getting to have a movie that becomes part of pop culture. You just don't. Like there are very few, very few and far between. And when my dad was dying with brain cancer. He had brain cancer when he was like, on his last kind of few months, we were in Tennessee at an Applebee's and these uh, waitress came up and wanted a photo and she was so excited because Mean Girls fans are the best fans in the world because they're not, it's not just a movie. It's a part of their life. Mm-hmm. They say it, they speak it, they dress it, they dress up like it for Halloween. They yes. have their little like on Wednesdays, they, we wear pink. They have their little girlfriends. They, they know like where they were when they saw it for the first time. They've watched it not once, they've watched it a thousand times. And mm-hmm. it's such a cool movie that gets to do that. Not, not many movies have that. And so this, this girl came up and she wanted a picture and I took a picture with her, but I was in a really kind of pissy mood because my dad was passing away of brain cancer. I knew this was like the last meal we'd probably have at a restaurant together. And so I was just being a little jerk. And I was like, dad, why do you have to, he's, he's like, oh, do you want a picture with them? And like called the girls over. Cause you could tell they were all giggly and like excited. And I was like, dad, what? I took the photo. And then I was like, dad, why do we have to do that? Like, can we just have dinner? You know, but I was emotional and like not in a good spot from it. And he goes, he goes, John. And he goes, look over there. And the girl was texting her friend, sending the photo. The one girl was on the phone calling like it's, you know, it seemed to be like her mom or someone and her hand was shaking and she was crying and they were so excited. And he just looked at me and he goes, when have you, when was the last time you saw someone that happy? Mm, And I was like, you're right. He goes one photo and you get to like meet them and she's crying and she's shaking because she's so excited because you were part of her childhood. He goes, when do you, when, when does everyone, anyone that happy? And I was like, you're right. And Mm -hmm. from that moment on, I just leaned into everything that anyone wants with Mean Girls. And you want me to take a video for October 3rd? I'll take the video. You want to push my hair back and tell me it looks sexy? (laughs) We can do it. Because it's, it's more than a movie. It's a part of people's lives. And I will just forever be grateful to that movie and what it did for me and changed my life and what it did for so many people. Because it makes it's the movie that people watch when they go through a breakup. It's the movie they watch when they're, you know, they're sick on the couch and have the flu. It's like it's such a part of people and it, it it's just such an honor to get to do that. So yes. Is it, does it get old? Yes. Am I unhappy about it? No. Like, mm. yes, of course it gets exhausting. Take like, so people will come up and want a photo and she goes, okay, I want to ask you a question. I'm like, I bet you want to <laughs> ask me what day it is. And she's like, yes. And I was like, okay, ask me. And she's like, what day is it? I'm like, Thursday. Okay. It's October 3rd. Like, you know what I mean? Like I like lean into it, but it, it, it gets exhausting, but it's also exciting. So like, it's it is what it is and you're yeah. never going to shy away from it that's a nice answer I, I think that's beautiful i think your dad had a really good perspective on yeah that. i mean it's nice that you, well, to have you that, never but. and you don't get to have this movie not everyone gets a movie like this you know no and like there are days i'm gonna not gonna lie when i'm like exhausted or not in a great mood and like someone's a photo i'm like okay yeah let's do it what do you want october 3rd like i'll just speed through it i'm like what do you want me to ask you for the video <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're like you've done this before i'm like here give me the phone i'll take the selfie and also if you're gonna take a selfie just had i'm a gay man over 40 please do not take it from underneath my chin <laughs> like just have the respect and the decency to let me hold the phone and do it selfie style where i can put it up in the trees okay i want that <laughs> angle on my chin because it looks more flattering because everyone that wants a photo is like five foot two and they're like this is a great angle and it's just all of my chin and bags under my eyes i'm like just let me take the selfie so if you see me and you want a photo i'm happy to take the photo but just let me take the selfie for us okay there's a video that uh paris just had and i don't know when she's posting it but it's her literally telling a fan being like let me take the photo yeah it's uh, i'll take it right yes because you know then you can control it you know it's gonna look cute or if they're shaking or something it's all yes it's blurry yes they get shaky And it's, it's adorable, but like, also you have the thing that happens where they forget to like, they're so excited and I love it. And it's so beautiful and I'm so happy and grateful, but they forget how to use their phone. Like all of a sudden in that moment, can we have a photo? You're like, sure. And then all of a sudden, all logic and reason goes out the window. Like yeah. they do, they forget their password. They're yes. like, oh, it's, and they're trying to do it, but their hands are sweaty and they're punching it. So you just, you push the, you push the camera button on the phone screen that opens to the camera, yeah. yes. hit it to selfie, take it and you're golden. Yeah, it's funny. You, you, they rarely ever do good photos themselves. The Zero fans. percent. Yeah. Zero. 
but it's it's fine. That's not what they do all day, and this is what we do all day, and this is our job, and it's cute. we'll do it for them. Yeah. Paris, did you have a moment where you were like, do you ever have a moment where you were grumpy? Because every time we talk about it, you always seem like you're so down to do it, but there's got to be a moment. It's 7 a.m. after DJing in Ibiza that you're like... Wait, say it again. In where? <laughs> Ibiza. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like an say asshole who knows how to say it, who yeah. doesn't know how to say it. Oh, do you eat mozzarella, too, on your spaghetti? Mozzarella, okay, yeah. good. Yes. <laughs> um, for me, I am very patient and I love to make people happy. So even if I'm so exhausted, if I just got off a plane or if I haven't slept or anything, I will still do it. And then I'll feel so bad like if I don't get everyone because sometimes mm-hmm. it will start it causes like a line of people and mm-hmm. then it becomes so much and the store might be like, Oh, we can't have this in here. No pictures. And then I feel bad. And then like, can you come outside with me? And I'm like, okay. And then I go outside and she's then the best the at it. Street. She's the best, but it's like, it makes people so happy. And yeah. it's like a few minutes of my life to like make mm-hmm. someone's like dream. Like yeah, it's yeah. just such an, like an incredible gift to have. Yeah, to I give feel someone. Like when Paris does the thing of, Oh, I've been, I haven't met with everybody yet. It, she's being really serious, but we've all seen those either videos of celebrities or we've seen being in LA and being in this industry, we've seen celebrities do where they go, oh no, I just got, they're making me go to the car. Okay, I'll talk to you. I gotta go. No, I hate this. And then they get in their car like, Jesus Christ, that was a lot of people, you know? Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's true, but then again, like, I've never experienced that because I never really have anywhere to go. <laughs> I'm like, I have to work. They're like, Jonathan, you're not working. I'm like, right, 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 right. Yeah, I knew that. It's fine. No, I'm good. Let's stay here. <laughs> yeah, Paris is pretty busy. So She's a busy girl. And first of all, your house is better than I could ever dream of a house being. Thank you. And I, you have a cryo chamber. Yeah, that's it. It's my favorite thing to do. It just you feel so good. So good. You have to do it. I will. Can I do it? Yeah, of course. Okay. Can so, I take a selfie while I'm in there? Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll go in together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do we'll sing Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you listen to? Do you listen to music when you do it? Yeah. What I, do you What do you listen to? I have like certain songs that are my go tos. I only listen to Justin Timberlake. Can't stop the feeling. It's one of my go-to songs. Go to Next Health and ask yes. them what I listen to. That is one of the ones that I always listen so to. That or Pitbull's Fireball. Oh, I haven't tried that one. Does it's it make Fireball. you feel warm? Yeah. <laughs> Fireball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Music or You're like so singing Fireball in there and it's like, okay, I'm hot. Ooh, I got this. <laughs> I've been wondering why <laughs> Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling is still on charts places. I was like, it's amazing. who's listening to this song? It's, it's, it's Jonathan in Paris. Playing it enough that it stays on Spotify's yes. Top 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That or I listen to uh, anything like Wicked, I, like listen like, like the musical, mm, yeah, like yeah, any yeah. musical in there, like Book of Mormon or something. I'll go through that whole thing. Yeah, pretty fin. Okay, I'm excited. I, I'll I'll watch you in the. Cryo Do you go chamber. in the cryo? I've never done it. What? Why not? Do you want to go in together? <laughs> Can we? Is yeah, it a multi-person yeah. Okay, we'll try. I'll go in then. This is Paris. Bean Dad, the dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We want to talk specifically about our new competition as a podcast. Thanks a lot. You know, someone had to do it. We were someone doing so do well. You were. Mm-hmm. And we now have like you... tens of listens. Don't worry. Okay? Not only did you decide to launch a podcast right now that I feel like, again, the audiences are going to be somewhat similar, like yeah. more than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've done it on iHeart, too. So you've now really you're really trying to take our thunder. First of all, no one can steal your thunder or your lightning. OK, this <laughs> is a safe place. And both of you are a mega powerhouse in the podcast community. We are just trying to do a little gay one called Pridecast, and it's just the little engine that could that is just struggling along. I'm just kidding. It's chugging along, <laughs> getting all the views. Um, or do you get views or listens? I believe listens. me, I've made listens. that mistake so many Downloads, times. Listens. Downloads, like whatever. No, we we launched a podcast on iHeart. iHeart Radio calls up and says, "Hey, we want you to do a podcast." I go, "Well, I don't know much about anything, so I don't think you want me." And they said, "Well, it's just about being gay." I'm like, "I'm super." good at that so i was like i can do that in my sleep so we launched a podcast with iheart but it's a gay podcast and it's called pride cast because we're it. full of pride was that not already taken i know i think it was we're just going to do it better um but there you know <laughs> yes. any anyone that there there's plenty of pie in the podcast community for plenty of listens so we are going to be your sister station that helps uh promote uh, each other back and forth because there's probably going to be a lot of people that listen to this podcast that will have get a kick out of ours and a lot of people that listen to ours that'll get a kick out of Paris's and yours. What is this one called? That's hot. This is this Paris. is, this is sorry, this Paris. How dare you? This is Paris. This podcast. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, this right now is amazing. But what we did was we just wanted to create a fun place because the LGBTQ plus and the queer community have so many things that they have to struggle with. They have, they have to fight. They have to stand up. They have to have activism. They have, there's so many things that they're trying, that they're trying to do. And, and we, we talk so much about how hard it is to be queer, but we thought, Hey, let's take that idea and flip it on its head because we have a lot of conversations that are happening about that. But what about the conversations about how awesome it is to be gay? 
Like there are so many great conversations mm -hmm. to be had that just celebrate the queer community and talk about how, what it was, what, what, what it was like going to your first pride. Like everyone remembers the first time they went to a pride parade or the first like pride they went to, like what's, how awesome is it to be gay? How awesome is it to be queer? Like what are the great things about being in this space and, and all the power that comes with it, like mm -hmm. the power that comes with being queer and the power that comes with being part of the alphabet mafia, you have a, <laughs> a power and a, yes. and a, uh, a responsibility and you get to have so many great things that also come along with it. So it's just a celebration of the queer community and all the colors of the rainbow and all the people in it. We have people like Leah Delaria, um, Broadway's Jerry Mitchell, who created Hairspray and Legally Blonde and so many uh, Kinky Boots, all, all the amazing musicals. We have some RuPaul's Drag Race stars like Peppermint and Nina West on. We, there's so many um, amazing people coming on the podcast to talk about just kind of what their experience is like in the queer community. And, you know, talking about your first Pride, do you guys remember, have you ever been to a Pride before? You have, yes. obviously. Do you remember the first one you went to or where it was? The first one was in West Hollywood. I was the Grand Marshal. See? You remember. In the parade. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. I was with Tinkerbell and my yep. mom. And I just remember like wearing this like tiara and this like golden dress. And I was like waving at everyone like Princess Diana. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but you remember that first time you went to Pride. Amazing. Like it's this moment where it will always burn in your in your brain. You're like, yes, I remember being there and what it was like to like step out and be like, oh, there are other people like me that mm. are doing this and okay, wait, there's more of us than I thought. Like, you know, it's like a one place where everyone gets to come together and celebrate. And I think it's, it's such a fun thing to talk about, like what pride means to everyone because pride changes like the word queer. That's a horrible word. But however, the new generation thinks it's a great word to yeah. my brain. It was a horrible word growing up because mm. when I was growing up, I would get called queer and like pushed in the locker or by Justin. He used to, I remember on the third floor, he came up and was like, <laughs> Yeah, sorry for the call out, Justin. That's really his name. Yeah, dick, that's dick bag. Um, he would he was he would literally push me into the locker and be like queer and shove me on the in the locker on the third floor. And I remember hitting my head against a maroon locker growing up, and that was the word they called that. You know, we would cower when we heard it, but now we have power when we hear it. Wow, did I just make that up? We would cower, and now we have power. Gosh, I should have a gay podcast. Yes. Okay, so um, all right, too late. It's called Pridecast on iHeart. Listen now. Um, there's so much power in the changing of the words like queer. And there, there, there's so many words that have different meanings that evolve over time. And what's so fun about this podcast is that now I use the word queer as an empowering word and I take the power back to the word. Like I'm part, I'm part of the queer community and I'm proud of the queer community and I'm proud to be a part of it. And I love that word, but when I was growing up, it was a different time. So what's so cool about this podcast is that we talk about the evolution and how everything's ever changing. And like, you know, there's, there's letters being added to the queer community. There's, you know, LGBTQ. Now there's LGBTQ plus LGBTQIA plus there's so many different letters being added and so many people needing representation that it will always be evolving. So with Pridecast, there's a great place to go and have those conversations of what those words mean and how do we take the power back? How do we reclaim those words? Wow. That's, I mean, it's a beautiful concept. I'm, I'm excited for, you said earlier when we were kind of talking off off the podcast about families to listen to this yeah. and people who just want a positive connotation yes. to be associated, yes. to listen to something positive yes. about this life. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah, there, you know, there's so many families that have, uh, of either LGBTQ plus kids mm -hmm. or LGBTQ plus parents that have kids. It's a place for everyone to come and, you know, it's, it's a home for everybody to come and just hear some funny stories, listen to listen to how cool it is to be gay and, and listen to all the power that comes along with that. And, you know, it's not you don't have to be gay to listen to the podcast. There's so many of our straight friends and allies that come and listen to it because they might learn something that they didn't know before they listened to the podcast. Oh, OK, that's what that word means. Or, oh, that's why we do this or that during Pride. Mm. And so it's not just a gay podcast. Like, yes, it's a gay podcast, but you don't have to be gay to listen to it. It's a it's a home for everybody. Yeah, I love that. That's so inspiring and empowering. And also for people to not feel alone yes. sometimes for people to see what people are going through. Like even it's fun to talk about good times, but it's also good to talk about bad times as well. Mm -hmm. So because life isn't perfect always no. and. We all go through things, but when did you? I'm come? excited for you, and I can't wait to listen to. Thank it. you. It's so yeah. much fun, and we do these little nuggets in there that I love called gay history, like this week in gay history. So we'll talk about just a you know like a two minute thing of like, hey, this week back in 1976, this happened, and you're like, whoa! You learn these little nuggets along the way 
of and, and then we also shine a big our big gay spotlight on different members of the community that people might, might not be talking about we have a great producer raymond who does deep dive digs and he finds someone in the community that's doing something awesome that we might not know about and it's a way for us to just shine wow, our big so gay cool. spotlight on them just to be like hey did you know that so and so in indiana is doing this and kind of bring some light to them and maybe help them grow and help them get a little bit of traction to help whatever they're purposes that they're doing so it's a it's just a fun place you learn a little bit you get you get get some feel-good heartwarming moments and you also get to celebrate the community when did you come out of the womb uh, uh, when I womb. when I came out of the womb I was gay um people always ask they're like when did you know you were gay and I'm like when did you know you were straight because the first time you probably looked at a boob and were like yo I'm into that was probably the same time I was looking at a dude and being like yo I'm into that yeah <laughs> it's the same time the same like the same development happened just like what happens when little kids are growing up and they're like, Oh, I realize I'm straight. I realized I was gay at the exact same time. But did you, were you open about it right away? With no, because obviously society and everything that, you know, you have your, I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, probably not the highest on the like <laughs> taller pride list. March. Yeah. Um, didn't have any pride parades in Rossford, which is my little hometown. Um, so I grew up, obviously knew who I was, but didn't really wasn't able to like grasp it or accept it. It wasn't until like my, senior year of high school that I really kind of understood everything that was going on. But then I had to go back in the closet when I moved to New York and I, I was out to my friends and family. But when I moved to New York and started acting, I booked all my children and the soap opera, the soap opera. Yeah. It is a, it's a daytime television, which all the kids, all the kids listening. Okay. A soap opera is something that used to be on television back in the day when you this. would, you would record it with a VHS tape. Okay, a VHS tape is um, <laughs> it's what we would use to anyway, you'll just Google it. But um, there was a show called All My Children and I booked it my first acting gig. And I remember going out to this. It was it was 2000 and we were in New York at a place called Limelight. Yes. Do you remember Limelight, mm -hmm. the cathedral? Yep. And they, they had that. And then there was another place called the Eagle. And it was or 1976 or 78, it was called. And on Thursday nights, they would do a thing called Pop Rocks. And it was the 18 and over club. And you would go and it was when Brittany and Justin and Backstreet and NSYNC were all at the top of their game. It was mm. like Britney's Pepsi commercial had just aired and they played the mm. Pepsi commercial as a dance song in the club. Ba, 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 ba. Like yes. that was one of the songs I walk in. I'm like, I have found my heaven. This is all I want in the world. Like it was like NSYNC, everything. And like Christina and everyone was just dancing and it was so much fun. And I went to it in the public. One of the publicists from ABC's assistant was at Pop Rocks and saw me. And he like went to, he went, to his boss and was like, hey, Jonathan was at Pop Rocks. So I got a call in to the office for the eight, all my children publicity. And he's, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on Regis and Kelly. They're calling to tell me I got like the cover of people. I'm the new hot guy and all my children. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> like, okay, what am I doing? Interviews? Am I going on The View? What is it? And they're like, you were at Pop Rocks last night. And I was like, yeah, really fun. You should listen to Britney's song. It's really great. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, you, you can't, you can't do that. And I was like, why? And they're like, well, you, you can't be gay. You're the new hot guy on the show. You, you, you can't, you can't go to those places. And in that moment, when the guy is sitting there in the suit with the big logo of all my children behind his head, and you're a 19 year old kid, that dream has come true. You're on a show. You're like, oh, okay. And you have to believe what he says. And you're like, oh, okay. That's what I have to do to like save myself to make my dream come true. So you go back in the closet and you don't tell anybody for years. And then you end up hating yourself and becoming this whole thing that a human that you're not who you are. And so it all happens in, the, in an instant. And then you have to learn how to re come out again because all of a sudden Ryan Murphy happens and glee happens and the world changes. And then all of a sudden, like you're, you're able to like live that life that you've always wanted, but it's a hard world because like you have to navigate that because it's like you were told we weren't allowed to be out, but as actors, and now we're told we're okay to be out. But then there's this group of kids that were like, Hey, you told us we couldn't do that. And now you're saying it's fine. Make up your minds. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we supposed to do? So it's this weird thing we had to navigate and all of us kind of did a different, you know, you have like your, your, uh, Wentworth Millers who did, who did their journey. And we all kind of mm -hmm. had our own little journey to coming out. My ex-boyfriend back in the day, Matt Dallas, who's married now and you know, he's out and from proud and has a family and it's so beautiful. And I'm married to my husband. So we all kind of had this little group that had to figure it out on our own. Yeah. Did, were you out on uh, mean girls? Like, did they know? Um, 
cast knew, but like we didn't talk about it publicly. Like oh. when people in in on it knew, but like we didn't. It wasn't. I didn't say yes or no. I just said nothing. Like I didn't say, "Oh, I have a girlfriend." I just didn't talk about it. Yeah. Wow. That's. I became really good at avoiding questions in interviews. Like, like, oh, so you have your love life? Ah, oh, just work. You know, really, I'm just married to my career. <laughs> Which of the? Cat? I'm just married to. Um. <laughs> uh, do you like anyone? Oh, I'm really, really working on myself right now. I really like myself. You know, gonna take some time for that. But did, playing hard to get doesn't that make it so all of your cast members have crushes on you on every <laughs> no. single? No, because like they like <laughs> they were aware. Yeah, I mean, I, I was Jonathan was very Jonathan. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's. Uh, have you watched me kick the soccer ball? <laughs> Watch the movie again. Watch me try to kick the soccer ball. It's fantastic. <laughs> I walk up and we did it probably a hundred times, and I finally got one shot at it that went in the net. And the director was like, "Cut! That's the fun we're using. <laughs> Let's yes. move on." We got, um, he got he did it one time. That's all we need. <laughs> great. That's fun. It's fun. It's hot. It's very hot. Yeah, I mean, now everyone has a podcast. Would you ever do Lindsay's podcast? I would love to do Lindsay's podcast. I I, I think we're, I, I'm hopefully going to do hers and she's going to do ours. We're going to kind of talk about the good old days and, and share stories, which will be really fun. But I'm so proud of her. She's like, she's got her Netflix deal. She's doing, she's just doing it all. And she's engaged. And it's very funny because we were laughing. We were messaging each other and I'm like, wait. We both got engaged the same year. How weird is that? The only difference is mine's to a dude and yours is to a dude. What a different <laughs> life we have from then when we first met, right? So it's uh, it's very fun to see her thrive and shine. And I just wish all great things for her because she's such a star. And it's I always say she's not her own person. She's her own country. Like she's like she's like, she's like a sovereign she nation. Had, she's yeah. just she's so much larger than life and what her talent capabilities are. So it's like. It's really fun to watch her thrive and see what happens. This is Paris. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Seven Slitting Questions. Ready. What is your spirit animal and why? Mm, my spirit animal is Alphaba in Wicked, the Green Witch, mm. because oh. she embodies everything that I love. You know, she was a little bit outcast, and then all of a sudden she finds herself, and she learns to fly, and I feel that's very like fitting to who I am. Also, I'm just obsessed with Wicked, so I could talk about it all day long. I have a feeling you might be the only one selecting Alphaba on this Absolutely. podcast as their spirit animal. So yeah. well done. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> All right. Uh huh. Next sliver. Next sliver mm-hmm. is what is the worst date that you've ever been on and why? Oh my gosh, the worst date. I. <sighs> I think I was probably the worst date for people because I would always like try to go to like weird places, like go to get chicken wings. Cause I would be like, okay, well if they can eat chicken wings with their fingers and get all messy, then okay, maybe I can like tolerate another date because I wasn't into like people that were like very like LA and want to do like LA things. I'm like, let's get dirty and like, see if you can hang with that. So I was probably the worst date for most people than most people was worst date for me. <laughs> the Rossford came out. Yes, the Rossford, I was like, have you heard of Hooters? Let's go get their unlimited wings. Come on. Very bad. <laughs> That's a cute date though. I yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, I would do it. That's all I have. I have no good date stories. Like <laughs> no good it's ones. not really that fun. Yeah. No, I'm 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 kind of with you. The date stories are That's a good one though. Anytime you can kind of make someone uncomfortable yes. enough that you're like, "All right, well, you you can't hang." Yeah, if you can't hang, then peace out. Yeah. Well, at least your first friend, date went with your husband went really good. Yeah, exactly. So. Once that happened, it was just done. Um, <laughs> but a friend of mine did have a good date story. He went to the bathroom during the date and then snuck out the window. I've done that before, too. Like, actually climbed <laughs> out the window and was like, peace, and just left. Yeah, yeah well, him and Paris have something Is that what happens enough? to a lot of your dates? They climb out the window in the bathroom, or no? I don't know what they're doing in the bathroom, but they never come back. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> but I have a feeling a lot of them are still there sad so that I sad left that you left because they come out a few hours later and they're like, that's weird. <laughs> Where did he go? It's weird. He paid and left. Yeah. It's on me. We're good. We're good. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Now I just, if a girl, if a date of mine goes to the bathroom, I go, oh, where are you going? Are you going to come back? <laughs> You're like, you and know, they, they have a family restroom. I can go in there with you. It's cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like they have a family set up. We just cool. have to pretend we have a kid whose diaper yeah. we're going to change. So Very ball your sweater up and put it under your arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Great. We've now devolved this question entirely into the best make-believe scenarios of my sadness ever. I love it. <laughs> That's why we're here. That's why we do these podcasts, you know? Oh, my God. Um, what is the craziest rumor that you've ever heard about yourself? Oh, God. It's got to be some good ones. I mean, there's so... I mean, I think the funniest one is that I was gay. <laughs> Because I think it was in like some magazine, like a page six or something like John the Minutes, gay, uh, like something about like me being gay or something was in one of the tabloids right when Mean Girls came out. And I was like, well, look at this. What lies, huh? They can't get anything right. <laughs> the plot twist. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, a lot of the tabloids are 
obviously crazy but then a lot of them are right <laughs> spot on a lot of them are spot on and then like people will be like no it's not true i think the more famous you are the less real it is but when right. you're like a cusp celebrity yes and they say something you're like they probably nailed it yeah they probably nailed it what about you what about you yeah you've got to have some crazy well me yeah so, many, so many weird rumors but i think one of the weirdest ones was that I was dating Michael Jackson. Oh, that's right. I'm like, what? I'm like, I've known him since I was born. Like, definitely didn't date him. Also very strange to be like, I've known him since I was born. Like, what a crazy life you have. Yeah. Like insane. it's you're one of you're 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 my spirit animal. There it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Who's your spirit animal? Paris Hilton. I yeah. love that. If you could just be Paris for one year just to experience all the random stuff that happens, because I have a lot of random stuff that happens in my life, but nowhere near to the random stuff that happens in yours. We're like at the end of a week, you probably sometimes just go, did we just do that? Was that, were we just there doing that? Was yeah. that like so many crazy things that would be a lifetime for someone else. And that was just like a week. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And it's so bizarre and so cool and you can't really explain it. Yeah. Did you ever hear a rumor about yourself, Paris, that was absolutely true, but you had to deny it. And maybe now in your life, you could be like, oh yeah, that was true. They got it right. Like dating somebody or. Yeah. Like dating plenty. someone, but I just We dated. Want we didn't want to talk about yeah. it. That's why I came you on the podcast. Dated? The other thing. Wow. <laughs> it was this fleeting summer romance. Who summer they, love. Who were they right about? Is there any that have come out as like true now? They can reveal. It, yeah, but I'm not going to say it. I, Paris is too My romantic. Husband. Right, yeah, no, but she's got a husband. And again, I it's respect mean. that because it's, it's like, rude. it's very cool that you have a husband. I understand that where it's like, no, like we're not going to talk about that because that was a different chapter. And now I'm with this person and I want to mm. honor that. And I think that's very respectful. Thank so I, I applaud you for that. Absolutely. Thank that's you. why I've avoided every question because I don't want to uh, upset James. Upset James because you know what? He is my husband now, and that's all that matters. There have been no dates that's, before. James no, you're the date. only one I've ever loved. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> all right. Good answers. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. What is the perfect date? April twenty fifth. <laughs> because it's not too warm or not too cold, and all you need is a light jacket. Um, I think the perfect date is one that lasts for hours. Right. And that's what happened with James and I. We sat on the beach for six hours and just talked before we even went to get food. We just sat on the beach and talked. So if you're on a date that lasts for multiple hours and you can't get enough of each other, that's when you know it's right. That's when mm. you're feeling the chemistry, you're feeling it click. That's the perfect date. The perfect date is one that goes on and on and on. And you don't feel like it's been an hour. You're like we, we got done on the beach and we're like, oh, what time is it? And we thought it was like an hour or two and it had been six hours. So we had to go to Barney's Beanery because that's the only place that was open. Because it was Shoot. like 1 a.m. Great date. Aww. Yeah, one that lasts for hours. And now a lifetime. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's downstairs right now with our dog, by the way. Oh, cute. All of the dogs. I yeah. believe they're all playing We have together. a golden doodle mini named Brad. Did she meet Slivington? Yes, or they're he? all playing. His name's Brad. He's very basic. That's why he's Brad. We're getting a brother for him, Chad. So it's Brad and Chad. They're just like basic white boys. They're just like, I'm a golden doodle and I like football. Like, that's what he does. He's playing with your dogs in the backyard right oh, now. Oh, cute. They love yes, each other. Yes. Slivington was a big fan of Brad. Oh, God. Yeah, Slivington was all over Brad. Slivington's probably like, finally a dog that's like not the size of a mouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. He's like 20 pounds, so he's perfect. He's like that big. I think he's the same size as Slivington. Yeah. They were almost like perfect. It's the, this little pond, Slivington right? peed. Oh, was, she gets so excited. She was so very excited. excited. Yeah, so we peed on Brad. I hate when she he does was that. into it. She Thanks. Now we have that. Shower. Yeah, now we have that. Great. Golden Doodle. Oh, great. Uh, here we go. <laughs> His name is Golden Shower. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Well, tell Absolutely. Us why. Okay, I believe in ghosts because um I my husband will tell the story that is true. We had a medium come to our house when I lived in West Hollywood because we had felt some weird things going on and the medium came and said yes there are ghosts in here one of them's happy that you guys are here one of them is not happy that you're here and one night james wakes up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and he has to go around the bed to the bathroom like past me and he said he woke up one night and he looked over in the corner and there was a seven to eight foot just like dark shadowy <laughs> figure just standing there and it was like a threatening energy and james was like trying to like wake oh up God. and like see it. And he's like, okay, no, that's not real. And as he moved, it moved towards him. <laughs> and so finally he just had to like power through and like went to the bathroom and came back out and it was gone. Then this happened for like three or four <gasps> more times in the course of like a month where he'd wake up 
and it would be in between him and the bathroom. And finally, he just got so mad at it. He's like, he's like, just like, go away. Like, I'm not like, whatever this is, like, I can't handle it. Like, he didn't like cower. He's like, you're an idiot. Like, you're a ghost. Go away. Like, was just like, pissed at it. <sighs> and then I didn't believe him. And then one night, all of a sudden, I'm sleeping and I wake up to James being body slammed into the bed. What? And I go, wake up and I go, what just happened? And he goes, and he tells me the story that he was walking and it literally felt like someone grabbed him from the bottom of the feet, picked him up and then turned him sideways and just body slammed him into the bed. That's so terrifying. Oh my God. I didn't want to freak you out, but that I felt that same figure right here by your bedroom. Um, it could be super awkward tonight, but like, it's totally fine. Like if you see it, just be like, he came with you James, here in the car. Yeah, like we're leaving just him here. Go to the His name is Roger. Bed. He's fine. He's cool. Do not go to the restroom tonight. <laughs> he likes Netflix. Hold it. Yes, you're fine. Oh my God. Yeah, so ghosts are real. I've never seen one, but James has. Wow. That's so scary that mm -hmm. I can't believe he was just so brave to like. James is six foot four, right? He's six foot four, 225 pounds. He's a massive football player looking human. And he got body slammed. Like for him to, he would have to have jumped up in the air on a ladder and then like come down sideways to like make the horizontal like position he was when he fell on the bed. And you saw. It, it wasn't, no, but it wasn't this angle. It came like straight down. Like he, he was like up Upwards. in the air, over, boom. Whoa. You know what I mean? Very crazy. That's so nuts. Oh my God, I'm so scared now. I know. Yeah, good luck tonight, Paris. I hate ghosts. There's no ghosts in my house, luckily, but I, I had Because you remodeled feel, it. Because I remodeled it. And when I remodeled it... Um, Light some incense, some sage? The inspector came by. He said, you oh. need to get rid of all these fucking ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And so I got rid of them. And I actually brought a lot of them here to Paris' yeah. house. So. <laughs> He's like, you got to rework on that wiring uh, by your bathroom. <laughs> needs to be updated. And uh, the ghosts, we got to get rid of those. There's so. a plasma feeling in the Don't house, worry, yeah. I know exactly where to take them. Have you ever met a ghost that didn't love cryo? <laughs> Obviously, that's where they hang out. They're in the cryo chamber. Yeah. It's cold. No. Uh oh, now, it's cool. now I'm they're just in the, the cryo okay, chamber. Okay, look, they're in the they're in your closet. They're in the cryo chamber, and they're in the in the laundry room. You're fine. In the shower. In the shower. Mm -hmm. Oof, Jesus. Perfect. Do you All have a laundry room? Places. Yeah. Do you like? Do you do laundry? No. No. Have do you, some people enjoy it? I love it. Really? It's like therapeutic to me. I love the pouring of the things and the pods. Like I enjoy it. I like throwing stuff in. I, I hate do not like out. folding and taking it out. I'll do it because I hate seeing it. And I don't like leaving it out, but it's like my least favorite chore. I love it. I... What's your least favorite chore, Paris? And what's your favorite? She's like chore? This, this podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> my least favorite chore of the day is this. Um, I don't really do chores. I think because I did so many chores at. Provo, like mm. all day long, mm. that were like beyond. So maybe that's why. Also I had them. a breakout reality show back in the day yes. about doing chores. Like exactly. Yeah. Literally, kind of like wrote the book on like people that shouldn't need to do chores. It's a good point. Like, exactly. So favorite the winner. chore. I'm chored out. Favorite chore out of the simple life. Do you stuff know or? the simple life funny story? The mm. guy that produced. I mean, this is stupid, but the guy that produced it, uh, uh, from Super Delicious, is our producer of Cake Jeff Wars. Jenkins. No, Cohen. Cohen? Adam Cohen. Yeah. Adam Cohen was my producer on Cake Wars. Oh and so God. that's, I, I remember him telling them about The Simple Life. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if you did that, then you've got to be good. So. Small world. Small I world. auditioned for Cupcake Wars at one point. I think it was Cupcake Wars or Cake Wars. I don't remember. How'd it go? So waiting to hear? I was, yeah. Uh -huh. it's, it <laughs> but been, now you do, years. nailed it. No, not Sugar nailed. Rush. Sugar Rush. So but, it's the same thing. Yeah, but it's not happening anymore. But I was so young. It was like when I first auditions to do Cake Wars or Cupcake Wars. And then they, I think they gave it to you. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but that's cool because I auditioned for Sugar Rush, didn't get it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Really? Yeah. And they said they were going with Hunter. And I said, who is that? And you then, did not no, audition, I didn't for, Sugar audition Rush. for it. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. No. There but good show. Audition. I saw it. By the way, I want to applaud you. Very fun show. Thank you so much. Yeah. And there wasn't an audition process. It was a straight to offer. Yes, that's right, baby. <laughs> offer only. I'm an offer only, honey. Yeah. Someone wanted me audition for something. And I was like, mm, like, at this point, I'm like, just watch something I've been in. Like, you know who I am. You know what I've done. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. If you don't see it in those and the things that I've done so far, I probably can't do it. So, like, either watch my my stuff and know <laughs> if I can do it or just give it to somebody else. I'm fine. I'd love to start auditioning again. I just have been with E for so long that I haven't. But I always thought auditioning was so fun. Have you ever auditioned for something? Or you just Like House of Wax, you just got, obviously. Yeah. Like, everything you just got. But did you audition for anything? 
like in the beginning before the simple life yeah i would like actually go on auditions acting auditions i hated it so much so awful hated acting class i hate it's so embarrassing like sitting across from someone and like doing that thing where you like say the word back to each other i'm like and it's pointless like there's no point to it like i watch some of these acting classes and um, they're like having you like okay you're gonna lay on the floor and pretend you're a tree and you're gonna like try to figure out the character's roots and you're like or you could just say the lines the way they should sound like what do you play (laughs) you're playing a you're playing a 22 year old jock from wisconsin why don't you just act like a 22 year old jock from wisconsin how about that you're making it seem say those words i do nothing i do zero preparation for anything like i just show up and i'm like well this is what you should do because that's what it says so probably just do that because Here's the thing. The guy that wrote this is probably in the fucking room deciding if you're getting the job. So maybe we should just do what he says and then you can make it your own when you get to set. But like the people that make the decision are sitting there and they're the ones that wrote this. So just show them what they want to see. Mm. All right, Paris, time to start auditioning again. Now that you've got that. Yes. Jonathan acting, acting tips acting with Jonathan yeah. Bennett. Yeah, awful. That was <laughs> bad. That was the alternate podcast. It could have been. <laughs> yeah. but we love the Pridecast. Okay, one more sliving question. One more. Go for it. All right. Um, who is, is your, your childhood, childhood crush, crush and your current celebrity crush? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> childhood crush, Jonathan Taylor Thomas from mm, Home Improvement. Yes. And I thought that his last name or his first name was Jonathan. And I thought that was cool. Like, oh, we have the same name. But when yeah. I was like a little kid, Home Improvement, he was my jam. Yeah, that's a good one. Current celebrity crush. Um, I would say my husband because he's a celebrity on Celebrity Page and he hosts a TV show. So I'll say James because I'm not a fucking idiot. Yep. Good answer. <laughs> Next question. I'll say James as well. Yes. Ah, uh, and weird because James is Hunter. So <laughs> awkward. It's going to be cute. This will be a good weekend. Um, I think that's all of our sliving questions. I just talked to my sister before I got in here yeah. and I was like, I'm interviewing Jonathan Bennett. She's like, oh my God, I still have the biggest crush on him. I, we, I love your sister. And I remember we would, we would dance our faces off at <laughs> Joseph's. Yes. We would, we would dance in, and, um, uh, no, they do. Oh, Ledoux. Ledoux. That's it. So we would dance our face off. We had so much fun. So oh, much fun. Those were the good times. Concord. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Concord. Thursdays. Yes. <laughs> oh, Hunter, you have no idea. It was it was a oh. different time to be alive. Didn't Sarah Pantera like release like a picture book yeah, or something? She was telling me about it and she sent me some. We should make a movie about that time in Hollywood. I, we have all this footage that Holly wears my film. She followed me and and Sarah Pantera for like two years. And has like thousands of hours of footage. But Jesus. there's a movie in there of like that, yes. right? Like p- kids that moving to Hollywood everything. in like the late '90s, early 2000s, and like Ugh. now it's like a '80s thing. Like now it was getting older. It's like what it was like for the '80s. So there's some type of movie to be made. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. There's a there's like a scripted series or something yeah. about that. It'd be fun to see who would play like a young Paris, young Jonathan, young right. Brittany, young Justin, young yes. everybody. It'd be great. I think it'd be a great film. I'm excited that all three of us are on this project. Yeah, I can't wait. And executive (laughs) produced by Hunter. (laughs) Jesus, God help us. I'm kidding. Do you know the Pope? I'll pay for the view. We need a miracle. (laughs) Someone call the Pope. You might know the Pope. Do you guys know the Pope? I feel like someone in your family would. No? Maybe. I'm so jealous I'm not you. So cool. I just want her life. Like every day, like you walk in, you have a cryo chamber, and she's like, oh, I used to hang out with Michael Jackson since I was like three. Like... What a cool life. Yeah. Imagine having to come in here every week and just realize that your life is not that great. No, you remodeled your house, bro. You were, you remodeled your house. I'll get, and you, I'll have, get you, and you guys abs. over at some point. Okay, cool. And I have abs. You have abs. And that's, that's things that really matter. Only because of my waist trainer. Uh-huh. He was um, a waist trainer. No, it's not a waist trainer. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Jonathan Meadows, so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So much fun. Everyone Absolute. listen to Pridecast on iHeart. It's super gay. Loves it. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to paris at iheartradio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. And follow us at This Is Paris Podcast. Bye, babes. Follow Paris at Paris Hilton and follow Hunter March, host of Eve Nightly Pop at Hunter March. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 
16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 